Hi, welcome to Remote Controlled, Variety's TV podcast. I'm Deborah Birnbaum. Every week, we'll bring you conversations with some of the best and brightest in television, working behind and in front of the camera. On this week's episode, we're talking about NBC's newest comedy, Great News. First, we'll catch up with the executive producers, Tina Fey and Tracy Wigfield. And then we'll chat with one of the stars, Nicole Richie. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, Variety's executive editor. And I'm TV critic Sonia Soraya. And it's my pleasure to welcome the executive producers of the new show, Great News. We've got Tina Fey and Tracy Wickfield. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank it's you. Pleasure. So let's just start at the beginning. How'd you come up with the idea for the show? Well, you know, I... Uh, I, I knew I kind of wanted to do a show about my mom and my relationship with my mom. And, um, it, you know, working with Tina and Robert was sort of an easy decision because I I got my start with them. Like, I started when I was 23 as an assistant on 30 Rock and sort of worked my way up. And um, they had always been kind of great mentors to me. And so I pitched them this idea about... A, uh, a mom who gets an internship working um, in her daughter's newsroom. And, uh, you know, it was another great thing about kind of having Tina and Robert on board was that they knew my mom. So it wasn't <laughs> whether they wanted yeah. to or not. Um, and I have vacation with Tracy's mom. I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> you, oh, we need to hear that story. You, had, you just being polite as a joke said, you should go on vacation with us. And my mother said, all right, I'm booking the tickets. We all went she to, came. It was wonderful. We, a yeah. bunch of us all went to Disney World together. Yeah. I think when 30 Rock ended. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was, you know, I you think must know my mother. You, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was good. It wasn't just like pitching, like okay, and there's this kooky mom. Like they knew the exact specifics of, um, mm-hmm. how, you know, this how, diseased relationship, how diseased <laughs> and wonderful my relationship with my mother was. And Tina, what was your reaction to the pitch? I thought it was a great, uh, great idea because. Um, when you hear a pitch like that, you what you're listening for is you know is it funny? Does it is it believable? And does it feel like it has um, I guess what they would have called an old timey show business legs? <laughs> I always refer to them as nuggets. Like, you know, a lot of little nuggets of like different little stories that could come out of it. And the idea of dropping a mom into a workplace ensemble uh, struck me as very simple and, it, and an easy easy premise to explain. Simple and fertile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you identified with the relationship with the mom or maybe as a mom do some of those things? Um, I, I, I look forward to being. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll get I'm there. already boxed out of my daughter's life so much more than, than Kathy is. I've, no, I think uh, I, I have a good relationship with my mom, but there is a, there's a unique, weird thing that, that Tracy, because even Ashley has a little more boundaries than you, right? Yes. Your sister, yeah. yeah. But like Tracy would say, like, well, my mom is looking at my email. And we'd like, be like, why? And she's like, well, because I give her the password because she asked for it. Like, but you're, like, you're 30 no, years know, old. but she wants it and it makes right. her happy. And, right. Yeah. yeah. But it's yeah. coming from both sides, too. It's, it's symbiotic. Yeah. Yes. I guess it is that Eldaxium, right? What you know. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and good thing. Good thing this worked out because it's not like you know. I have. I. I didn't spend a year in the circus or. <laughs> I wasn't a soldier before no. this. Like this was kind of the story I had. You know. Um. So Katie is, I guess, based on on you mostly. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, me and my sister, I guess, mm-hmm. a little bit, and yeah. sort of based on you know a time in my life when I in my twenties when I was sort of like thirsty and and really sort of anxious about my career and um you know and kind of willing to do anything to uh like make make my dreams come true and i think she is very much coming from that place and then when her mother sort of has a similar idea well why is it too late for me 
um, and is like, we'll do this at the same time. That's when Katie's sort of like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> boundaries now. One, one at a time. Yeah. So how did you how did you end up casting Briga for it? Um, considering your like intimate relationship with that yes. character, <laughs> you know, she like she came in and auditioned mm-hmm. and was great and was you know. Because the role is, she, she's not just rolling her eyes at her mother. She mm-hmm. loves her mother, and she's sort of allowing this sort of boundaryless relationship. Like we really were looking for someone who kind of had like, you know, the warmth and mm-hmm. sweetness, and um, kind of you know, not childlike, but it, it, she, vulnerability. Vulnerability, and mm-hmm. and she plays that so beautifully. And she also was really funny mm-hmm. too. Tina, what kind of advice did she give her as she started to develop the show? Well, I don't know that we ever like sat down and had a advice session, but we all worked together so long that yeah. I imagine you saw some mistakes that we made over the years and took them in organically or learned from them. Or yeah, um, I mean, I think I think the thing because I feel like I'll get asked that a lot is like <laughs> it, since Tina was your mentor, like what was the best piece of advice? As though Tina just has the time to be like taking me into her office and like, talking for hours about advice. She I doesn't have office hour sessions. <laughs> talk for hours, for hours about, like, but it's about like my leg hair your right, leg hair. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but it, you know i think i learned so much just watching her and robert run the show and and man i i had such i always obviously looked up to her and robert um but i had such a newfound respect for them having never run a show before and then now doing it sort of like oh you there's so many other jobs and sort of things to keep it and you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you want to make sure, you know, make sure that everyone's happy and things are, I don't know, you, I, I feel like they did such a beautiful job and almost, and made it look really easy to kind of run a show, uh, and make the, the end result really high quality. And, uh, you know, I, I think I just kind of osmosed so much from them. I mean, I think the things that Tracy did really, uh, absolutely took to running the show this year there was never a panicky call there was never we were Robert and I would be in New York and Jack Burdett was another EP who was yeah. helping Tracy um, in Los Angeles but um, I feel like your goals are to to keep the trains running on time to make the highest quality show you can right so you want all the best jokes but, but you also it, it, show running is a big thing of like start getting the scripts in on time getting yeah. into the production on time mm-hmm. and then thirdly creating a positive work environment right uh, and I w- watched her do all those things and that was such a thing I learned from her like she, she really hires nice people and like they're just like never hired like mean jerks and uh, you know she hired you I hired, <laughs> yeah. oh I used to be a monster <laughs> but, um, yeah but that was definitely something I learned because it's like you have to be able to sit in a room with someone at three in the morning and not mm. be like shut up why do you keep saying no one's ever going to like throw a chair across no, it's like, like we don't have time for that. Like yeah. everyone wants to go home to their families. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like I learned so much that you know things that I don't even know I learned. Kind of I learned from them. So how much are you? How much involvement do you have? Like week to well, week with, with you know with the pilot, we sort of would give notes in the script, and we were we got in the room together, the, th- the three of us and a, f- and a couple other friends, and then we were there. The pilot was shot in New York, so we were able to be there every day. Every day. And then once the show moved to Los Angeles, and we visited a couple times, but it really would be would watch the table reads uh, remotely mm-hmm. via. Via spaceship, I think. Yes. It's really <laughs> that, that new technology. technology. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I hear great things about that. And uh, so we could watch them in real time when they were really happening, and 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 give any thoughts afterwards. And obviously, we'd read you know drafts and and watch different edits, uh, cuts of the of the show, and give notes. But I, I, I at least anyway tried to 
uh, and not just out of laziness, tried to <laughs> not micromanage. You know, no. these guys know how to do it, and and to speak up when I felt it was necessary, yeah. but um, to let them learn how to run their show. And it was an interesting thing too, like having coming from working as a writer on her show to working together more collaboratively in this way that like you know there i feel like almost every note you gave we took because her notes are genius as are roberts but there would be like one or two times that i would be like i don't think we need to do this just sort of like going rogue and every single time i was wrong oh, like, yeah. every time, like, I was like, she says like the scene shouldn't end like this but like i kind of feel like it should and then we'd shoot it and then i'd be like oh you have to call universal like we need money to reshoot it like, <laughs> we need to do what she said every time like they just know what they're doing they've made a million successful shows you know it's funny though because the relationship with your mom is so intense <laughs> and this sounds like you guys not that but you know there's like yeah. this mentorship relationship right. where it's very like boundaries <laughs> I <laughs> want like your that. email password yeah. I, know. <laughs> I, know. I know I need everyone needs an email password <laughs> <laughs> Talk about building out the rest of the cast beyond Briga. You've got some surprising casting choices. I think people are going to be amazed to see what Nicole Richie does in this. Oh, she's so funny, you know. Is she good? Yeah, she's, she's great. She's so funny. She's hilarious. And she's so she's so at ease. You know, I was saying in the panel that it's something that uh, you really can't teach that people have that or they don't. You know, and um, I just have always found her to be a very funny, likable person. Um, and, and we were thrilled that she wanted to come in. And then um, Adam Campbell, we all knew because he had worked uh, on the first season of Kim, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, and was very funny as Kimmy's weird rich daddy's boy boyfriend. And um, oh, right. he just was such a pleasure, you know. And then as we were casting, he, the fact that he wanted to come in and yeah, um, he and Brie have such nice chemistry. Uh, Andrea uh, um, is a comedy hero of of mine, not just mine, but um, and so again. So happy that she wanted to even talk yeah. to us about it. Michael Higgins, same thing. Like, who isn't a fan of everything Michael Higgins has ever been in? Yeah, and they're all just so naturally funny. Yeah, um, we. Uh, I knew Horatio a little. Like, I had done improv with him like maybe <laughs> once or twice. And Tina obviously had worked with him for thirty years. years. <laughs> years. Um, so it was nice. We got to work some new people, but mostly people that we sort of knew, you know, um, and that we knew were all really funny. That there weren't any duds in the in the batch. Yeah. One of the things that interested, so I think it, I think it's in like the first few minutes. There's like a Trump joke and a Putin joke, like within. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, how did they do that? How did you know? Oh, yeah. What's the Putin joke? I forgot. It's, it's not a, a joke. I think it's just like um, Chuck's going to be mad because David Muir had oh, an interview oh, with Putin, Putin yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I laughed. I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> now it's a joke. It's just like the top of his. No, no, that, that got gone. cut. That got cut. You know, what's funny is, like, we shot, I mean, we shot the pilot literally a year, mm-hmm. over a year ago. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. And wow. so Trump wasn't even, like, the Republican uh, nominee. nominee. No. Yeah. So uh, it was all kind of. Wow. And here we are. Your plan worked. Yes, <laughs> look at that. I did it. Look what you did. I did it. You have magical powers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it just, I think, speaks to the fact that you you're, you can't do the same kind of, like, weekend update observational political humor that right. you can on other on shows that are weekly or nightly right. so you know well, I think picture yeah we more have to do if we want to 
parody news or sort of like trends uh and i I don't think you'd want to either like i you know it's not veep necessarily well it's interesting the types that that you were still able to make like a funny commentary about like putin's image and stuff sure i mean certainly that was something i love about 30 rock and Mm -hmm. unbreakable commission so i was you know i was wondering about evolving that i know you spoke to this a little bit in the panel about broadcast lead times and stuff but i still think it's a great even veep i would say veep is about the people you know it's Uh, totally totally It's it's not the newsroom no Yes, exactly. It's not, and you wouldn't want to write a show, a comedy, especially that's just about news more than the dynamics of the people. To be fair, newsroom was funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other podcast. (laughs) But it's also playing out your relationship with your mother as well, right? Right. And um, yeah, I'm very interested uh, to see uh, people's reaction to it. I, you know, I hope it's positive and everyone loves her as much as I love. I mean, how Andrea? I love Andrea. She's just. And best, but do you feel like do you feel like for um, for Katie that it's going to be about this relationship evolving, or is it going to be just about like learning to be with it? Like, no, to be I, I think it is it about is. the relationship evolving, yeah. and I, I think you know I think there is a real thing, definitely for me, but I think for a lot of millennials who kind of lived at home really long and like, don't worry, baby, like you don't have to get a job yet. Like, I think there's a lot of girls who are in their 30s and who still talk to their mom every day and kind of didn't fully do the detachment yet, and it's like. I think, hopefully, were the show to go on for seasons and seasons, we see the two of them sort of becoming independent people and seeing themselves outside of their roles, ideally. Like, you're more than just my mother. You're also, like, a woman who had hopes and dreams and kind of didn't get to do them fully in the way you let me do them. And and seeing Carol seeing her daughter and kind of being impressed by her daughter in a way... Um, that yeah, that's where I'd hope that they would go to. Yeah, one thing that I think Tracy was smart in building the ensemble of characters is that they are all at the beginning of season one anyway. People who are kind of not happy with where they are mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. lives at that mm-hmm. moment. Chuck feels like he's been passed over for bigger things. I mean, I guess Portia might be fun. <laughs> might be fine. <laughs> like, you know, Greg, Greg she, thinks he was is. meant for bigger things right. and is not. You know, hasn't has failed to impress his family, and so everyone has somewhere to go and something to reach for. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the things it, it interested me in the panel when you mentioned Tina that you like having the play, being able to play new combinations. Like mm-hmm. that's why you like having such a big cast. Mm-hmm. And it, certainly, like I would have not guessed that John Michael Higgins and Nicole Richie were going to be so fun together. Right. Oh, they're hilarious. hilarious. They're yeah, really yeah, funny they're together. Chemistry. They have yeah. fantastic chemistry. Would not have met, imagined that at all. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have like gone into a. You, yeah, you wouldn't have started with that no pitch but no and it you know it helps to write to the actors too like nicole is so naturally high status Mm -hmm. anyway that she sort of can go head to head with him and and you don't feel like oh god he's beating up on this like tiny woman like you know they they're good kind of foils for each other so last and most important question what does your mother think of the show (laughs) (laughs) she's so excited like i mean she's going like i was home this weekend and she's sort of like to the grocery store lady is like okay so this is her show coming out of this day please watch it is doing her own guerrilla marketing campaign she's always been like she loves show business and has always been so proud of my sister and i and so i you know i think she knows how happy i am with the outcome of it and i'm sure there will be things where it's like how could you say that about me i'm not that mean to your father or whatever a long way, but I she, has she seen them yet? She's she saw the first three, and then I showed her the finale this weekend, and she loved it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the show feels very much like me, and and I think she's happy that uh, you know that I could that I 
could make it happen. Like, I think she's excited for me. Is she going to show up on set for an internship? <laughs> she would happily. She would happily <laughs> there all the time. But would you hire her? You know, she, people do like having her around. Her. Like, she would come visit set and she would be like, she would be like, Tony has kids in that school. And I'd be like, who the hell's Tony? And she'd be like, the grip. Why don't you know his name? You know, that she just like is kind of Carol. One time, um, we let her do background once on an episode of 30 Rock where she was, it was like a women's power media lunch was the setting. Yeah. And so, so, so we like, let, you know, like Kathy was like, everyone had to be like women over 40 or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and we let, we seated Kathy between Gail King and like Ann Harada. Yes. Yeah. Smash. And between, and like, Gail King could not get enough of her. She'd be like, Gail, we did our blocking wrong. She's like, all right, Kathy. Like, do it again, Kathy. And then and she just turned to Anne Harada and was like, here's what's wrong with Smash. <laughs> I don't like, like about Smash. By the way, your mom does not have a speech not, It's like her soul it's speaks to, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> we all do an impression. <laughs> I had to remember going over to Gail King and being like, um, that's not a crazy person. And she was like, got it. <laughs> yes, I welcome Kathy. her with open arms. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you guys. Thank you so, so much. So that was what Tina and Tracy had to say about how they came up with the idea for Great News. Next up, we'll talk to Nicole Ritchie about how she channels Portia, the bubble-headed anchor who stars in Great News. Hi, I'm Deborah Birnbaum, Variety's Executive Editor of TV, and it's my pleasure to welcome Nicole Ritchie. Hello. Congratulations on great news. Oh, thank you so much. So let's just start at the beginning. What made you sign on for the project? The second I read the script, I just said to myself, oh, this is something that I really would love to do. This is really funny. Um, And I auditioned. I auditioned three times for it and um, got the job and then was shooting about a week later they were they were ready to go so oh my god it happened so fast it happened really fast yes who knew you had this comedy gene in you you're hilarious in the show who knew who knew talk about working with tina fey what is she like she is very cool she's as cool and down to earth as you would imagine and a really smart businesswoman and um uh you you definitely forget when you're in the room with her that it's Tina Fey. Um, but she's, she's, she's so funny. Um, I love her style. I loved 30 Rock. Um, and it was, it was an absolute pleasure working with her. Talk about the character you play. Tell me about Portia. So Portia is, uh, Portia is the on-air talent at this, at this new show. Um, Portia thinks that every idea she has is like traffic stopping. She like really believes that everybody should be as excited as she is just from hearing her voice. Um, she is nobody's fool. She's not, she's not dumb, but she just cares about different things. She represents the millennials, um, of the show and she, where, uh, Chuck, John Michael Higgins character, um, really cares about delivering news in a, in a traditional way. Um, she cares and knows the importance of social media and behind the scenes and aesthetics and color and, and, um, banter on, on, on air, on air banter, um, things like that. And there are so many moments where you can just kind of say, oh, she's an airhead, um, 
but then you realize that she's probably more in tune with the world today than the rest of the cast. So she and John Michael Higgins' character do not get along. It's We don't get along, but we also just are living in completely different worlds. It's just not the same. Like, we almost don't speak the same language. I love the scene they had when they're having a conversation about lemonade, and it's a completely different. Yes, they're yes, on completely yes. different wavelengths. Yeah, talk it's about just that scene. A, it's uh, so there's a scene when um, the producers of the show ask us if we can do some on-air banter because that's what our competitors are doing, and it's it's great ratings. And we uh, we're like we have literally nothing nothing to talk about. So uh, the producer comes up with the concept of lemonade. So we're both talking about lemonade. I think it's so great. And he's like, oh, you know what? I really love lemonade, too. And I'm like, you know, I think it's it's everyone's talking about it. It's going to win a bunch of awards this year. And he's like, oh, I didn't think of lemonade like that. But, yeah, I guess so. He's talking about the drink. And I'm talking about the most important lemonade, Beyonce's. Of course. Clearly yeah. the most important lemonade. Yes. Is Portia as dumb as she seems? Do you think she's got more depth to her? She she has more depth. Um, she is... It's not that she's dumb. She's just very into herself. Um, and really just is like wanting to enjoy the world in a very colorful way. Um, and that's just not how uh, the rest of that news station op operates. So... She stands out, but um, she's definitely not dumb. How do you think she got this job? I mean, was it to get ratings? Yeah. So the reason that the reason that Portia was hired is because she has a huge social social media following. Um, comes from the anchor world. So I mean, she 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 does she does her job and she does it well, but she brings in topics that aren't necessarily you know traditionally newsworthy. So about snapchatting your vacation and what to do with your hair and um you know more like things of that of that tone what conversations so this show was created by tina fey and tracy wigfield yes um what conversations did you have with them about how you wanted to see the character evolve where you wanted to see her go so that she wasn't going to be so one note um i didn't have a huge uh say in who portia was going to be that 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 was all that was all Tracy and she did it really well um first of all Tracy's a smart a smart woman um she is not going to write any character just one note um she's really good at writing females she draws inspiration from her own life the whole show is uh is based off of her relationship with her own mom um her mom was there on set with us in some scenes. Uh, so, you know, Tracy really, she, she, she really captured that character um, in a very, in a very cool way, I, I, I think. Um, and when I was auditioning, uh, I did a work session with um, Tina and two other people uh, just to get the tone right uh, for, for, this character because um, it was really important that she that she comes off um, light and fun and colorful, but with some knowledge behind her also. So what can we expect to see of Portia in the coming episodes? Good question. Uh, Portia is you'll I mean, you'll see she she um, 
a lot of things are happen in the world, and she's very focused on what's going on with her. Um, her perspective of the world is just very different um, than the rest of the cast. So I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting and fun to always see how she's going to uh, take something in compared to compared to the rest of the people. Talk about your audition process. What was that like for you? I mean, as an actress. Um, so the audition, the first time I auditioned, I went in, uh, did my audition. What I, I almost wasn't even like, I had just kind of already on some level said like, no, you know, I, I, I was like, I'm not doing this. And even when I was there, I was like, I just going in and like, you know what, it's nothing until it's something, you know? Sure. So, so, um, I went in and and didn't think anything else about it and then went in for a callback and I was like okay yeah well I guess I guess they like me if they if I got a callback but it's still no you know in 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 my head so I went in and I and I did the uh I did the audition for the second time in front of Tina and a few of the a few of the writers and then um I was actually going on tour with my I hadn't heard anything I was going on tour with my husband it, it was it was the summer my kids were with my kids were with us and I flew to Indianapolis, and the second I landed, I turned on my phone and got an email that um, they wanted to see me one more time tomorrow, and I had to get right back on a plane. Uh, I turned to my kids. I was like, gotta go. They were like, what? <laughs> um, I was like, stay with your dad. Toodaloo. And uh, got on a plane, flew back to L.A., did the audition, didn't really know what what to expect or when I was going to hear anything. I did the audition in front of about 35 silent people sitting oh in chairs. No pressure. With zero, mm. there's not a high, there's a nothing. There's like, do it and thank you, goodbye. Um, anyway, found out that I got it right after, the, literally right as I did the audition and then got back on a plane and was sitting on an airplane by myself for six and a half hours. So I didn't, I was like, I'm not going to say any, I'm, I told my husband, obviously I told my family, but I didn't say anything to anyone on the plane. I was like, this feels very, I'm going to let them sit with this. I'm going to let them think about it. And then we will just we'll just discuss this when I'm back home. And I went to I was going to New York for um, something for House of Harlow. And um, by the time I got to New York, it was already announced that I was starting. And then I guess that's when it became real to me. Why come back to TV now? What what was it you know, for you that you wanted to accomplish? Um, well, when I did when I uh, created Candlely Nicole, that was. Uh, my first bridge uh, back into television. Television is something that um, I've always done where I'm comfortable. Um, I like laughing. I like I like the experience of laughing, of making people laugh. But this is scripted TV, so that's yeah. certainly something that's different. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is different. Um, when I did Candidly Nicole, um, I, you know, I'm sitting with writers and really creating this character. The joke is that it's me, but it's not, you know? Right, sure. Um, and it was something that I had a, that I had a lot of fun doing. Did you talk to them about why they cast you? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Why did you? Tell me why. Um, 
I did not talk to them about it. I was so excited. I just jumped. I just jumped, jumped right in. Of course. Who inspires you comedically? Who are your icons? Tina Fey is one of them. I'm a. I'm. I love Thirty Rock. I've watched every season. Um, Carol Burnett, Lucille Ball, uh, Julia Roberts. Um, I love people that can laugh at themselves and have a good time. Um, so, what's next for you? What do you want to do after the show? Acting wise, mm-hmm. I, ha- I haven't thought. I haven't thought much about it. I love being in the comedy space. That's definitely where where I'm comfortable. Um, and I guess you know we'll see. We'll we'll see. We'll see what happens next. It seems like the show has definitely struck a chord. It did well in its first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really. It was very exciting. I watched. I watched with the uh, the whole cast. It was fun. It seems like the cast has great chemistry. Talk about working with Andrew Martin. Oh my God, she is. She is. She's so incredible on so many different levels. First of all, she's my size. She's like 5'1 or 5'2. Um, just a ball of energy and like everything that you, if you've seen her on stage or seen her on TV, like everything that, that you see is who she really is. Um, she has such an amazing spirit with such depth. Um, she's caring, kind, smart, just really fun to be around. She uh, is from New York, so she came to L.A. and she rode her bike to work every single day. She's just, like, energetic, very cool, um, just, like, a very, very cool woman to have in my life. And John Michael Higgins? John Michael Higgins and her are very close, and John Michael Higgins is hysterical. He kind of gives me, like... I'm trying to think. He gives me a little Lionel. He's that like, he's got that like smiley, always telling a joke, but definitely naughty jokes. Really? Yes. Yes. That's surprising. But, but he has two kids and a very cool wife and like cares about his family and um, he's so much fun. He, and, and I do most of my scenes with him so like that I mean I've been a fan of his for years so for me to you know sit neck literally right here next to him and do improv with him every day like was so much fun do you get to improv some of your lines no but you know we go off and do our own thing like sometimes and he's um, he sings (laughs) and he puts together uh, these like he writes and composes composes his own songs and he puts together uh, these songs for all of us to sing when we're on our breaks. It's really fun. That's amazing. Yeah. What are some of your favorite comedies? What comedies do you watch? Oh my god, I watch like anything Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler. I'm a when it comes to like I'm a '90s. I'm a late '80s. 90s maybe early 2000s maybe comedy person and for TV shows as well TV shows I don't watch a ton of comedies I wa- I, I, wa- I watched 30 Rock um, for TV I watch a lot of nonfiction. I watch a lot of like I watch like Planet Earth like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of comedies. But Planet Earth's good TV. Veep, Veep is Veep, great. I love, mm-hmm. I love Veep. It makes me laugh. 
I just started watching Girls. I know that I'm late to the game. But you can but catch I'm already up. on season four, so I'm caught up. Very funny. Very funny. I didn't... No one described it to me as a comedy. I would have jumped in way earlier. Made me laugh. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Lena Dunham can, really makes me laugh. And so smart. So smart. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. Really well done. Um, just go back to um, great news for a second. Talk about, you know, obviously it's all based on Briga, um, Tracy Wigfield's real life mother. Yes. Is your mother anything like that? Uh not not so much. Um, Tracy's mom, Kathy, was on set every day. She's from New Jersey. She sh- shops at Chico's. That whole comparison is very real. Um, and, you know, first of all, this is Tracy's show. Like, she created this. This all was in her head, and it, and it came to life. Like, she is such a powerful human being. And she'll walk in, and she's watching scenes and giving directions. And you'll just see Kathy kind of creep in from behind on the left and just fix her hair a little bit, fix her <laughs> top a little bit. It's so cute. It's so funny. Well, you're a mom, too. Are you, a mom any- are you, as a mother, anything like that? I'm not, but I could see. Like, There's no one that's going to watch the show that can't identify with either one or the other. Um I think I can I can kind of relate to both, but I do I I do kind of relate to Andrea's character more. I'm like I'm not that person, but I can definitely see myself growing into that. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, should there be a season two, and hopefully there will be? Are there things that you want to see for your character? Yes, I I would love to do a season two. First of all, just because the to work with that group of people is just so incredible on every level. It's good for the soul. It's so inspiring to work with them. So I would I would love it. Are there things you want to see for your character? Yes, yes. Um, I would like to see her do some dancing. Selfish reasons. Of course. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I would, I, you know, I want to see where Portia lives. I want to take a dive into her past a little bit so you really do understand, like, how she got this job. Yeah, I'm very curious about her backstory. Yeah, yeah. I want to see her interview process. I want to know how she got that job. Absolutely. Me too. I want to know, too, if, like, did they do a chemistry read between the two of them or they just planted them on that set? Exactly. And, you know, Portia also has a big black fiancé that is only spoken about. And I want to know who they would cast. Do you have have ideas in mind? Um, Shaquille O'Neal and I, although not the same height, I think would be a good match. Paige and Shaquille. Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's show. We'll be back next week with an amazing episode. We're talking to Aziz Ansari, who's back with the second season of Master of None. Spoiler alert, you won't want to miss this one. See you next week. Thank you.